Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash am I the jerk video. I hope I'm not a jerk for asking, but could you hit the like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our first story of the day is by FearlessFile8971. Am I the jerk for refusing to move into a house if I'm not a co-owner? I, 27-year-old female, have been with Ben, 29-year-old male, for a year and a half. We agreed if we got married, we'd have a prenup and keep our finances separate. He was clear from day one he would never want to combine them. Ben bought a five-bedroom house. He lives with his friends and calculates the rent by dividing the mortgage by the number of people living in the house. His mortgage is high in part because it's a 15-year mortgage, he had a bad credit score, and his down payment was small. This also doesn't give Ben any money to maintain the house. He uses credit cards and payday loans for urgent house repairs. Ben doesn't agree with my decision to prioritize my savings over paying off my subsidized student loans. Things he thinks I should stop doing until I'm debt free, contributing to a 401k to maximize an employer match benefit, my checking and savings having 6 months of income, I'm building an investment account I might eventually use to buy a house. Ben has suggested that I drain these accounts and use the money for debt repayment. He thinks I need to be more like him. At the end of the month, all of his extra money goes towards debt. He doesn't seem to care about the amount of debt I have, just that it exists and I could be paying it off faster. I'm a database administrator. My debt to income ratio is low and my credit score is excellent. Recently, Ben has been saying it's a waste of money for us to have two places and suggested I move in with him. We don't stay at his house often because of his roommates. I don't like his house and would rather keep my apartment. He argues the money I spend on rent is money we could be saving. I wouldn't be saving money and I'd need to buy a car. The house is expensive for reasons I wouldn't benefit from and it's big. I don't want to live with someone unless we're renting a place together or own a place together. I'm uncomfortable with him being the sole owner of the house we live in. He'd control how much we'd both have to spend on housing and what changes and upgrades are made. I'd want us to contribute equally and have an equal say in the decisions. He says we can't rent a place together because paying rent is money down the drain and we can never own a house together because we agreed to have separate finances. I thought separate finances meant we could eventually buy a house as long as we split the down payment and mortgage 50-50. He thinks owning a house together is combining finances. I said, that's fine, he can someday move into a house I own. He said that was ridiculous as I don't know when I'll be ready to buy a house. He said I have no valid reason for refusing to live in a house just because he owns it and this would force him to either go back to renting or combine finances with me. He especially doesn't want to co-own a house with me because I'm irresponsible with debt. Am I the jerk for agreeing to separate finances and now being unwilling to live in a house I don't own? I'm gonna say that to me this seems like a difference of opinion type thing. I think it's clear that OP and their partner have different opinions on what is right and what is wrong and what they should do. I don't think OP's the jerk. OP has every right to choose where they want to live and the circumstances under which they live in. You never know, a year and a half isn't that crazy long. OP could give up their apartment, move into this house, and then a month or two down the road they realize this really isn't working, maybe they fight. Let's say the partner kicks OP out, what do they do? 
Now they're screwed picking up all these pieces. If you had a partner of a year and a half with separate finances, mind you, would you be willing to take the dive and leave your apartment and move into their house that they own? Let me know what you think in the comments down below. This next story is by 7lands127. Am I the jerk for telling my husband that I'll stop paying for everything, including therapy, if he doesn't start looking for a job? My husband, male 32, and I, female 33, have been together for a total of four years. He's dealt with depression and anxiety since 2019. He completely shut down, quit his job, sold his car, emptied his savings, and stopped seeing friends and family, and started spending his day doing nothing. Not a thing, none. It took months before realizing he was dealing with a mental health issue, and I've arranged for him to see a therapist. He was against it at first, but then agreed to give it a try. He got better, and his quality of life improved. He regained his quality of life, he started going out and became sociable, he bought a new car, and did a 180% makeover from hair, clothes, and working out, and even adopted two dogs. It was miraculous, and I was happy that he got his life back, except that he still doesn't work. Not only that, but he used my money to get this transformation done. When I tried to talk to him about finding a job since he's now doing well, he tried to put the idea off and say he needs more therapy to be ready to start committing to a job and start working. This went on for months and he jumped from therapist to therapist and still said he's not ready to look for a job, yet goes out with friends, eats out, buys new gadgets, and now a screen to watch his favorite shows. Last night, we had a huge argument after I found out he bought a $200 wristwatch for himself using my credit card. I couldn't handle it and I shouted at him that it was time for him to find a job. He tried to use, I'm still not ready for this kind of commitment yet, but I blocked his attempt and told him I'd stop paying for everything, including his therapy. He got mad and replied that threatening to stop paying for everything, even his therapy, will set him back and we both won't get where we want to be. But I told him he was a hypocrite for saying he's not ready to look for a job since he's living completely normal and, may I say, a lavish life? He called me unbelievable and walked out. He called his mom telling her I was losing it and she got in the middle of it telling me off about what I said and told me to have some sympathy for him as he's still struggling to regain his strength. But I told her to stay out of it, which caused some more rage from my in-laws. They're arranging for a meeting with me, but I don't plan on going, which might make matters worse. I just think at this point he's milking it. Am I the jerk for my stance? What is worse is that now I'm the bad guy in my in-laws' eyes. They accused me of trying to hold his progress back when I said I won't pay for therapy anymore and financially keep controlling him and claim that I'm preventing him from getting better. I'm sorry to the husband, but I think OP is absolutely right. It's great that the husband's improving, it's great that they're going out and putting more confidence in themselves, but I do think the husband probably is just a little too accustomed to sitting around doing nothing, spending somebody else's money. I think if there was ever a hill to die on, it would be this one. If OP stops paying for therapy and they slump back down to doing absolutely nothing, they stop going out, they stop watching stuff, then paying for therapy again, sure, but nothing else. I don't think OP's a jerk. Our next story is by Baskets of Tough. Am I the jerk for telling my parents I would not visit them again until they learn sign language? When I was 18, I was in an accident that caused TBI. 
resulting in me losing most of my hearing in both ears, making me deaf. I didn't qualify for cochlear implants, so being deaf was just my new reality. Obviously, this derailed my life for a while. University got pushed back, and I was depressed for a long time. Eventually, I got back out there, discovered the deaf community, learned American Sign Language, and at 26, I now feel very content with my life. My parents were devastated by my accident, and our relationship has never been the same. A few years ago, I told them that I embraced being deaf, and I asked them if they would learn American Sign Language, as that's now how I prefer to communicate. They said no at the time because they didn't have the time to learn a new language. I've tried many times over the years to try to give them information on deafness and American Sign Language, but they've shown no interest. We communicate now mainly by using voice to text on our phones, which is far from perfect and very chaotic when multiple people are talking. Trying to keep up with conversations is exhausting and people are constantly getting frustrated with me for not following along. Often we watch movies, but they refuse to turn the captions on because it's annoying, despite the fact that it means I can't understand the movie at all. This past Christmas, I once again struggled with conversations, which once again resulted in me being either ignored or yelled at. Before I went home again, I sat my parents down and told them that if they did not begin to learn American Sign Language, I would not be visiting again for a long time. I told them I didn't expect them to ever be fluent, but I need them to show effort in learning. I told them they've continuously dismissed my needs as a deaf person, and that if they want to continue having a meaningful relationship with me, we need to have some kind of shared language. This didn't go over well at all, as my parents accused me of wanting to cut them off, which isn't true. I just can't do any more visits where my presence feels like a burden. My brother and I have been texting since then, and he thinks I'm being hugely unfair. So, am I the jerk? I think OP's definitely not the jerk. Imagine your kid being deaf and not even willing to turn the captions on the movie on for them. Are you kidding me? How selfish can you be? I have to admit that I don't really know any ASL right now, but even back in third grade we were taught a few movements for some alphabet letters and things, and honestly, it's really not that hard to learn. Just to become a little bit proficient, know some of the signs and whatnot, show some interest in trying to communicate with your own kid. I both feel bad for OP and feel like they're definitely not the jerk. Our next story is by Jasmine Blossom 60 Am I the jerk for continuing to go to my ex-boyfriend's favorite restaurant after we broke up? So when I was dating my ex-boyfriend, he'd take me to this wonderful Korean barbecue place. It was his favorite restaurant and I love it too. We ended up breaking up in a rather messy and bad way as the relationship turned sour. I won't play the blame game, there was fault on both sides. I wasn't about to let a bad breakup prevent me to going to get food I love though, so I still visit the place from time to time. We broke up a year ago and a little while ago we ran into each other there while he was on a date with another woman. I resolved to ignore him and enjoy my food, but he saw me and demanded to know what I was doing there and even asked me if I was stalking him. Apparently my laughter at the very idea offended him even further and I told him he was flattering himself far too much and that I just liked the food there. Some of my friends think it's weird that I continue to go here though and that it could cause further incidents if I run into him and that I should just not go here anymore as it was his first and be considerate. I think it's ridiculous as it's just a restaurant I happen to like. 
Am I in the wrong here? I think OP's not the jerk. So what if he'd been going here for a long time and introduced you to this public restaurant? You like eating there. You have the right to go there. They're permitting you to be there. You can't claim ownership. This isn't some lollipop that he licked first saying, This is mine. You can't have it. And our final story of the day is by NoCare3049. Am I the jerk for blowing up on my husband in front of his family during New Year's Eve celebrations after he joked about my birth experience? I, female 25, gave birth to my daughter weeks ago. My experience was pretty traumatic and since it was my first, I had no clue what to expect. Forgive me for the vague details for privacy but I'll mention all the relevant stuff I promise. When I went into labor, I had the most difficult time of my life. I was in pain for hours. My mom was with me, but she had to go, and my husband was with me the entire time. I did something so embarrassing in the delivery room. I pooped myself, which was unexpected and just, I don't know, but it was embarrassing. And although my medical team were very professional about it, my husband couldn't help himself and started laughing about it later and even telling my family about it, but they didn't react. Just didn't find it funny and neither did I. In fact, I found it embarrassing and I already told him to stop bringing it up especially when he started joking about me getting diapers for my oopsies. It got really tiring and chipped away from my self-esteem and confidence. We were with this parent celebrating New Year's Eve together when I excused myself to the bathroom. While I was getting up, he made a quick remark and said, Oh yeah, you should go quickly because we don't want any accidents just like the one we had at the hospital. You know what I mean? While blinking at me. His family actually laughed and brother-in-law commented, Good one. I was astonished and so angry and ashamed. I literally just lost it on him and yelled at the top of my lungs, calling him a cruel and sensitive jerk to be using the difficult experience of birthing his child as a joking matter and humiliating me in front of everybody. He was shocked, staring back at me and not saying a word. All went silent and I just stormed off to the bathroom till we left. And that was when he snapped, saying I messed up by talking to him like that in front of his family during dinner. I said I couldn't hold my tongue for that long, and after he kept joking about an embarrassing thing when I told him to stop, he said he was just joking and I went overboard with my reaction. And also, I should have sucked it up and waited till we got home so we could address this privately and I could even yell at him as long as I wanted. We argued about it after we got home, and he kept saying I humiliated him in front of his family during this celebratory evening by being petty and trying to one-up him. He even said I should have laughed along, not fly off the handle like that. Did I overreact? I think OP is definitely not the jerk, and it's because everybody has their boundaries. All I know is if somebody is my partner, especially married, I would have an expectation that if they're trying to joke about something and I said, hey, could you please not do that? It makes me uncomfortable. They would be able to just stop, you know? When the joke revolves around you and an experience like that, if your own partner and the father of your child can't adapt like that and respect your wishes, it would make me flip too. So I think OP's totally not the jerk and totally right. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 